Andrew. So, uh, What's oh. up? Hi, Andrew. I'm reporting from outside of my house right now. Nice. Because I locked myself out. Cool. <laughs> so what's so, the game plan here? Well, I texted Rachel because I've done this before. So I gave her a key. <laughs> <laughs> so I think she's on her way. Andrew, you need to get one of those little rock key holders. Uh-huh. Or just spend the hundred bucks and get a keypad one. I've got a keypad and I like it a lot. Like a keypad to unlock your door? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like a it, lock. It goes in place. Yep. It's got a deadbolt and everything. So mine oh. is obviously it runs on batteries and um you you click a button to lock the door when you leave, but if you don't click it or forget to, mine is set so that in 30 seconds it'll lock itself automatically. And then you just punch in a four-digit code when you get home, and it unlocks. Well, my door locks automatically, too, but when I don't want it to. <laughs> is that the, is that the, the handle? Okay, just opened. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's uh, Hold on, I need to text Rachel and tell her now. That was a roller coaster. Yeah. yeah. That's got to be the start of the podcast. <laughs> Reporting live from the scene, Andrew Swickard. Okay. AMBC um, News. Yeah, I have like a really shitty ass old door that was probably put on the house when it was built in 1940. Uh huh. Um, so it like, uh, it basically just locked even though it was unlocked. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that's tight. <sighs> yeah. So yeah, my door locks automatically. Yeah, and you you didn't even have to pay extra for it; it just came like that. Yeah. It's crazy they had technology like that back in the 40s. Yeah, I know. Uh, so you guys are aware of my um, hatred for paper straws, right? We've discussed this. I think we all are at this point. I think we have. Um, Wait, really? In my, <laughs> in my unending war to vanquish paper straws at work, when they give me a paper straw now, I take the straw instead of, I used to just leave it. I take it with me upstairs to the plastic straw place, throw it away in front of the plastic straws, and then take a plastic straw. <laughs> I'm hopeful eventually they'll run out of paper straws and revert back to the originals. <laughs> Just like Ron Swanson when he's getting that like sample of the veggie burger or something. Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. like, please, can I have another? Throws it in the trash. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd like I'd like another one, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I can do that. You just gonna See, throw it away like the others? It's a it's a big risk, Joe, because maybe they're just gonna say, like, wow, the demand for paper straws is really high. We need to keep making more of them. Well, they don't make money off of paper straws. They just give them to you free with the drink. Well, I know, but they're gonna see like, wow, people must like these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at how many we ran out of. Maybe. I do try to talk other people out of using them, though. Like, if other people, like, go down there and get a paper straw, I say, you know, that's going to ruin the drink, and I'll get people plastic straws. We're talking about the environment versus a drink here. One, you you won't really see the effect of. It'll just be your grandkids. But the drink, that's for you to enjoy today. That's what I was going to say. It's not the environment versus a drink. It's the environment versus my drink. (laughs) 
you look at the future value of enjoyment, would you rather yeah. see a polar bear in a hundred years or have a nice refreshing drink that you can have a straw that lasts more than five minutes to enjoy the drink now? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think we're all in agreement on this. Polar bears don't matter. I can't remember what which comedian said, like, when have you ever actually needed a polar bear for something? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. What do they contribute besides eating seals? I, I mean, Coca-Cola commercials. That's true. But you can have... Yeah. Uh, Coca-Cola commercials without the bear. You just like animate one in. Yeah, or with the C- with the CGI we have today, we don't really need polar bears anymore. Yeah. No, we're good. What if eventually you know what that's I- what zoos are? It's just a bunch of like, uh, hologram, like, just projected animals, yeah. walking walking around. We're probably not far from that, actually. Right. I mean, we the Topeka Zoo could probably try that out since we just kill all of our animals oh do we is that a thing we do do we we do oh that's too bad hate to see it what happened to that uh elephant slash woolly mammoth that we were supposed to be uh resurrecting you guys remember that yeah scientists were supposed to bring like bring back the woolly mammoth yeah with like elephant dna or something (laughs) yeah I thought that was I mean, supposed to be done by now. I thought it was supposed to be done. Uh, let's see. Did you hear about that, Brady? We were trying to bring back like a woolly mammoth, basically pulling a Jurassic Park. What, what happened to that? They didn't work. It's a, he said it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Brady's an expert on these things, so. We're going to take his word for it. I'm not even going to Google it. Uh, uh, you know that's too bad because a woolly mammoth would be a cool thing to have around i think you know if you can get enough of them uh you could have them as pets too i think (laughs) like instead of a guard dog you've just got a woolly mammoth (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. this just says it's possible but they're still working on it sure so I uh I got a hot take for you guys, all right? Let's hear it. Okay. We shouldn't save only mammoths. No, nah, we should do that. Okay. If we can figure out a way to clone animals, you know, then we don't have to worry about the paper straws anymore, right? That's what mm-hmm. I'm getting. Okay, so I was on vacation, right? And on vacation we went to an amusement park. Okay. And it was a regular amusement park. And then there was a water park as well, okay? And I have not been to an amusement park in probably 15 years. And I've not been to a water park in probably 20 years, okay? Okay. Uh, and so my expectations for both were low. Because I thought, okay, you're going to go there. It's going to be hot. You're going to wait in line for 30 minutes and then have two minutes of fun. Mm-hmm. And the food's going to be expensive. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I love paying $14 for Dipma Dots. I do. I enjoy it. <laughs> you better. Yeah, as much spoon. as the next guy. Anyway, so we went to the amusement park first. We rode a couple of roller coasters, walked around, ate some food. Um, I think I spent $35 on lunch for me and Cadence. That was cool. Um, 
and then we went to the water park. And let me tell you, water parks are hands down way more fun and enjoyable than amusement parks. In my mm -hmm. experience, which is all that matters. For what reasons? Okay, so amusement parks, downside. You wait in line and it's hot, right? Roller coasters, they're a little bit fun, but they're not that exciting, okay? You're just like, oh yeah, wait, we're going fast. Still kind of hot, kind of miserable, and then you're done, right? And then just a lot of walking around in the heat around a lot of people. Water parks, on the other hand, the lines are way shorter because they can continually just shove people down slides. You don't have to wait or anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, they also have a lazy river, which is endlessly entertaining. All you got to do is lay in the river on the, your little uh, tube and relax. You could even take a nap because it's in the shade. They've got slides you can race down with your, you know, whoever you're with. Uh, plus, it's water, so you're not hot. You know, you, you cool off pretty quick because the water is usually pretty pretty temperature it's pretty cool um and i feel like the beverages there the ones we got anyway you had one cup and you could just refill it repeatedly with i just did ice water but you could refill it with anything um and so i had way more fun doing that than you know four hours at the amusement park walking around so my my thought is water park superior to amusement park and I know what you're going to, somebody's going to bring this up. I already thought of it. Somebody's going to be like, yep. oh, Joe, what about the pee in the water? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have chemicals in there. So like the peas, it's fine. You're not going to, you know, get anything from it or get sick. Now your other concern, I know you're thinking about this too. Well, Joe, what about the poop in the water? Here's what they do. Okay. Because we experienced this. We were on the lazy river and the uh, lifeguard said, all right, everybody come out to the emergency exits. We, we have a maintenance issue. And I knew what maintenance meant. Maintenance meant shit. <laughs> So they pulled us all out. They found the floater wherever it was at, disposed of it without telling us, so we could still pretend like we didn't know what was going on. Um, and then, like ten minutes later, you could jump back in. So, no big deal either way. Fine with the pee, fine with the poop, as long as I don't have to see it. Um, and the best part, and this was the the best part, besides the expensive dipping dots, we uh, we were in line to ride down this giant tube. Everybody together, there were five of us. Um, and of course it was a family thing, right? And so there's a family ahead of us and they get to the top and the, their youngest is like a, a eight or nine year old girl. And all of a sudden she decides she doesn't want to go on it. She's scared, <laughs> right? But we're at the top and you just waited in line for a little while and there's not really a way down except on the tube and everybody in her family wants to go on it. So nobody wants to take her back down. And so they start to drag her onto the tube <laughs> as she's screaming, right? <laughs> And what makes it worse is she's looking at all of us around her yelling, help me, you know, um, and crying as her parents are, are kind of, you know, kind of yelling, get off the tube. It's fine. It's fine. You know, and like the dad's embarrassed and the mom's like yelling at the kid and the uh, the other kid who's a, who was like a teenager, maybe he's like probably 13 or 14, just looks embarrassed, you know, and miserable, you know, he just wants to get out of there. And the lifeguard who's trying to get the tube ready is stone face like he's seen this a thousand times you know doesn't offer doesn't make any suggestions or offer to help the kid at all or be like hey there's an exit over here now he's just like a, you know getting the tube ready situated making sure they're all in there okay and she is as he's pushing them off down the slide she's trying to climb out the back to, to safety you know and the mom's holding her around the waist and she's like please and that's the last thing i heard 
as she like disappears around the bend. And at that point, I'm like dying laughing, and everybody just bursts out laughing because it's just hilarious. Because what are you supposed to do in that situation? If I'm a parent, you can be sure I'm making my kid ride the ride down. I'm not walking down with you. I don't care. I want to ride the ride. I want to have fun. I don't care what you want. We're not there for you. Okay, so get over yourself. But it was just hilarious. And the guy, the lifeguard said it happens, you know, every couple of days, you know, there's a kid like that and they always just go down and then they're fine. Hmm. But I just, I think it's funny, the trauma we, you know, people (laughs) inflict on kids over menial things. I mean, what amusement park did you go to? It was called Dolly World. Uh, Oh, I don't know. Oh, have you? Yeah. And Gatlinburg. Is that a good one? I it seemed okay. I like I said, I like the water park better, but the amusement park, I mean, it was exactly what you would expect, I guess. Is but it like, not I, all just like based off of Dolly Parton? I think that's what it's named after. I don't yeah. I don't know. I don't remember the rides being like named after stuff that has to do with her, but I'm not a big <laughs> That'd be very Dolly, that'd make me uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm not a big Dolly Parton fan, so I I I, I don't know much of what she's famous for. But uh, yeah, no, it was uh, the water park was good. Hmm. What would have made it better if, is if you could drink alcohol, but they don't let you do that there. So are you saying we need an adult water park? Yeah, now you're talking. No kids allowed. No stupid kids allowed. You don't. Well, then you then you only have to deal with puke in the water, not not pee or poop. Mm-hmm. That would be harder to deal with. <laughs> but still fun. Still just another maintenance issue. Yeah. So I'm um, waiting. Does anyone disagree with the water park over the amusement park? Or everybody on board with that after my arguments? Personally, I, mean, I like amusement parks better, but that's just, I don't know. The waiting does suck, but yeah. I'd rather wait fully clothed than wait shirtless. And well, you don't have to be shirtless. You can wear like a, a shirt at a water park. In fact, how am I going to show off my body then, you know? Why would you want to? Why wouldn't I want to exactly? I don't. I haven't seen you shirtless in a while. Send uh, me a Snapchat real quick. We'll figure right, it out. Okay. <laughs> Since you want it, it includes a surprise. I'm I'm waiting. Is it poop? Cause it is. <laughs> I've got friends that do that. Well, so Caleb and I have Worlds of Fun season passes for this year. Yeah, we bought them last year. Uh-huh. Well, I bought mine because I live like eight minutes away from Worlds of Fun right now, and they were doing a special where it lasted for last year and this year, since they weren't really open as much. And so that made it definitely more worth it. Mm-hmm. But and like it includes Oceans of Fun, but I've not gone there yet. I I don't remember Oceans of Fun at all. I think I went there when I was like nine, but I, I encourage you to go and compare and contrast. I know. I I mean, I think that because, um, I mean, you know, I've gone to Worlds of Fun several times now between last year and this year, and I guess I feel like it does just kind of get old. Like, the, it's been so busy this year. Like, we, you wait like the whole like, you know, 90 minutes or 60 minutes to go on a ride. It's like, this is not worth it at all. Yeah, so, yeah. But then I remember, I mean, I think the last water park I went to was Schlitterbahn before they closed, and so this was a long time ago, and the Lazy River was a lot of fun. I feel like what we spent, I think we spent the whole time going through the Lazy River with goggles, like, finding money 
like and just other stuff <laughs> floating around. And I think yeah. we found like like we got like ten dollars. Yeah, like ten dollars or something and changed this along the bottom. Is that a big poop? slushy. Yeah, we That's bought a, enough for dipping dots. We we bought a big slushy with it and it was nice. a pretty pretty good day. So I I don't think I disagree from my previous experience, but I need to go to Oceans of Fun. Yeah. Now. I think try it out, man. See how you and maybe take me with you. I don't know. Okay, well, last what? time last time I went to Oceans of Fun, which is the only time I've been to Oceans of Fun, they had a slide there that I um we were the only ones that were going on it and we were wondered why. And I think James went down first and he almost went off the edge and like splashed all the water. And then Trevor went down and he was half off the edge on one of the turns. So then I decided, okay, I'm going to go down anyway. And I was literally had to grab the slide because I was about to just fall out of the slide because it was so dangerous. And they then tore it down the next year, which is why that's all I can remember from oceans of fun. And you missed out on a nice lawsuit. I really did. Yeah. I made a lot of money. Yeah. Like a broken leg and you get $2 million. I mean, that's fair, right? Well, I think it's a fair trade off. What, what was Joe willing to like lose a leg for a couple episodes I th- ago? I, I think I said, a, I think I said a mil. It was like not that much. <laughs> it might have been a million dollars is fine for lose me. A leg for right. a mil. <laughs> It was below the <laughs> below the knee amputation. That's right. Dollars. That's right. Yeah. I, I I don't know what the issue is. And speaking of amusement parks, I saw a TikTok the other day of this guy going up a roller coaster, and they must have been working on it and forgot that they left like a platform sticking out because he was filming himself going up and like filming the the hill, and he goes, "Oh, hold up!" and he had to duck out of this way of this big metal like like platform thing. And so all the comments were just like, oh, man, who's going to go get the check with me? And everyone was like, why, why didn't you just take the hit? And he goes, because I'm not that guy. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I, no, I, I think if you have the opportunity to get injured at a place like that, you take it. <laughs> like, I think that's a that's a no brainer to me. Like, you don't want to die, obviously. Um, but. You know, so a serious risk, injury though, would be okay. A little knock on the head isn't going to hurt you yeah. in the long run, right? Yeah. Here's my other hot take. I think you should be allowed to punch and yell at other people's kids if they're being idiots. <laughs> like, don't beat them up or anything, but, like, send a strong message. So you think punching uh, or maybe slapping should be okay? Yeah, a slap, maybe, like, an elbow to the back of the head. <laughs> so we were – we did go-karting, right? Go-karting is fun. It's frustrating because – you push the accelerator down and it only goes like three miles an hour, which is the same as every other go-kart. And so mm-hmm. it's impossible to pass anybody unless they suck <laughs> anyway. So we're going and I I'm doing it. Yeah. It's enjoyable, you know? Um, and I passed somebody and I'm coming up on this kid and he, I don't know how old he was. He was probably 14 or something like that. Maybe a little younger. And he knows I'm coming up on him. Right. Cause I'm taking the inside and uh, he starts swerving back and forth. So I can't pass him. Right, I'm like get the smart uh, driver. I, I yeah, well yeah, I look over to like the uh, the guy running it because you're not supposed to do that, and he uh, he's like texting, so he's not even paying attention, right? 
So I like inch up on him, kind of not really nudge him out of the way, but just kind of like slide past him on the inside. And I'm ahead of him. And then it's the last lap. So I pull in and park and you got to wait for me to, to park before you get out. <laughs> this kid comes up behind me and slams into the back of my cart, giving me like whiplash. Like it, it was painful. It sucked um, just really hard. And get so I get out. Man. Right. So I get out and I'm, I'm like, look around to see who it is. I'm like, yeah, it's that kid. And so I'm pissed. And his dad walks over who was racing to him. I'm like, okay, thank goodness. His dad's going to say something. And the kid said, uh, did you see me run into the back of that guy's car and laughs? And the dad's like, yeah, I saw that. And they just walk off together. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? What are we teaching our kids, America? I'm, I'm not going to lie, Joe. That's going to be me. <laughs> I hate you for it. <laughs> I don't know what you expected, Joe. Yeah, that sounds cool. I don't know. Go karts. It's not a real car. It's a go kart. Come on. You'll be okay. No, I, I'm hurt that you guys aren't taking my side on this. I'll take your side, Joe. No, Thanks. I did. Yeah, I you're did. wrong. I'm yeah, just saying, okay. I don't know what you expected. Yeah, I don't it's like it's. Was it wrong? Yeah, restraint. is it a big deal? No. I thought there would be a level of restraint, or maybe some. So, if Dad's not gonna punch the kid, I think I should be allowed to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm not gonna like hurt him or anything. I just go up behind him, you know, slap him over the back of him, and be like, "Hey, don't be an idiot," you know. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't mean to slam into your back there. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, but like, I don't get mad like usually it, very easily at all, right? But for some reason, that just really pissed me off, and it took a while for me to get over it. Are you over it now? I was until I started talking about it. <laughs> yeah, that seems to happen. No, I'm not anymore. Well, you need to keep going back to that same go-kart track and hope he shows yeah. up so you can then ram into the back of him. Ten years later, hey, kid, remember me? Yeah. Wait, Around the back of his wait, kid's car. Wait till, he, yeah, wait till he has a kid. <laughs> Joe, yeah. you're, you're there with your grandson. You're like, hey, did you see me ram into that little kid? <laughs> Just make I eye did. Contact that was real nice. Away. So, going back to your, uh, you called it a vacation, mm-hmm. um, what is your relationship with your future in-laws and that side of the family? It was good, yeah. They like, like nice. are you, like, do you see them a lot, or, like, hardly well, ever? Well, they live in Mississippi, so I've, this is the second time I've seen them. Okay. Because we, I, I visited last year, um, for about a week, and then we visited this year for about a week. Um, they'll come up for the wedding in October. I think uh, we'll see them at least yearly, probably more often than that if we can. But it is a long drive. You know, we made the drive down in one day, and it was like 12 hours, which is not a lot of fun. Um, but they could come up and visit too. So maybe maybe twice a year, I think, will probably be the case. Gotcha. Um what made the ride down more enjoyable is uh, we got a rental because I didn't want to take the Suzuki because Cadence doesn't drive manual and I didn't want to take the pickup truck because I don't want to put miles on it and it's it's a 2005, you know, and I, I just want to make it last, right? Mm-hmm. So we got a rental and I don't I don't buy nice cars. They're not important to me. I'll just take whatever cheap car I can, you know, I'm not worried about that, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not used to luxury. Well, I got, I rented, it was a 2001 <laughs> Nissan Altima which is like the nicest car I've probably ever driven, okay? 
and it was it was just smooth and comfortable and it had the little screen on it so like you said 2001 or sorry 2021 Oh, uh, okay. I was yeah. so confused. That's <laughs> <laughs> a big difference. 2021 <laughs> Nissan Altima. <laughs> so it had like it had a USB port, so you didn't even need the adapter. You could just plug it in to charge your phone and stuff. Um, everything about it was great. It connected to the Bluetooth of my phone for like the GPS and for um, like uh, Spotify and everything. Um, just overall, and, and it made me, it made me want to buy a nice car. And so maybe my next car will be like a newer one, but we'll see. What is your, like uh, 2003? <laughs> yeah. What's your yeah. Suzuki? <laughs> it's a 2010. And so, and the truck's 2005. Hmm. I'm surprised there's like that big of a difference between your 2010 Suzuki and that. It was, it was a pretty base model Suzuki. Okay. I mean, if you think the 2001 Nissan Altima is luxury, you should come give my my, my 2001 Honda Accord a spin. <laughs> You'd love it. Yeah. Um, but uh, the guy, after I returned the rental, it was at Enterprise, he said that they sell them once they hit 40,000 miles. You know, and they're just marked down and stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll come back in a few years maybe. <laughs> you were ready to just walk out of the rental place with the title in your hand, weren't you? If I didn't have a wedding to pay for, you know, maybe. <laughs> Joe's going to get a new car and a brand new pair of tennis shoes, and he'll be good to go. I'm not going to get new shoes. That's crazy. My <laughs> shoes are just fine. Okay, well, anyway, uh, I guess this will be a, probably a better situation for you for holidays and vacations, but I think what... Caleb and I both experience, well, Caleb is even different because at least both of them are in Topeka, but it's like every holiday because, you know, we're in Kansas City, then there's Topeka and St. Joe. That's where the in-laws are. And so it's like an hour 45 between Topeka and St. Joe, and then an hour-ish both from Topeka to Kansas City and Kansas City to St. Joe. So it's like every holiday you have to like either somehow choose which one you're going to for like the actual day or you spend, you know, half the day in one place and you have to drive all the way to the other one and it's just kind of annoying. Uh, So at least it sounds like you'll kind of know ahead of time where you're going and it's not like you'll be like competing to go to both in the same day. But yeah, correct. also for the vacations, I guess that's another thing that I feel like we've it's you run into is like like I I know I think your family used to take a yearly vacation somewhere. And is that a correct statement, Joe? Yeah, and we took a few years off with all the little grandkids getting born. We are actually going to Branson in August, though. So okay. not the it's not the Cayman Islands, but. It's going to be more manageable because Lauren and John have three little kids. Brian and Emily have three kids, Carolyn and Kyler, and then uh, Cadence and I. So there's a lot of people. So going someplace like the Caymans would be a, it'd be a chore. Yeah. The kids just ruin everything. But they do. So yep. Branson, I think it'll be more manageable. We can lock the kids in the cabin and then go out and enjoy ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> One of them seven so they can, they can help babysit. Perfect. Yeah. Just, just yeah. lock them in a room. They'll be fine. Right. So how do you negotiate, like, 
where you go or is it just kind of like oh we have to do that or like do you do you like push for your family or her family more or what do you do for that well for well so there's you know there's holidays and then there's like vacations and it's like if each family wants to do a vacation or you know do something like a year it's like you only have so much time off so you're like and then it's like do you really want to spend your whole time uh with your in-laws and uh brother or sisters in law like it's not quite as exciting as doing it with your own family or just your significant other so yeah. it's like it's just a constant constant battle of that so i guess it's almost like it almost be a good better situation if like only one of you or neither of you like you know had the desire to hang out with your family as much like you see like the movie uh four christmases where they just go christmas and like you know the bahamas or jamaica or like something by themselves every year because they don't they're not really interested in spending the holiday with their family that would almost just make it a ton easier and that's why i've proposed that i think until you have kids what if you just went and spent the holidays with your own families like you just said okay have a good time with your family i'll go have a good time with my family and then you go your separate ways and then you come back wow you know that's i'm trying to think that's my that's my hot take yeah i know i think you you've brought this up before and i can't remember which side i landed on because my instinct is to say no that doesn't make any sense but the more i think about it it kind of does like joe would you rather spend you know 24 hours total in the car going to visit some people you've met twice or hang out with your family here yeah well obviously you know you're going to pick your family here because of the convenience of it but that being said it's not always like a want it's not always like a black and white situation like that because you can do both if you choose to just not the same day true but then but both of the like the in-laws will want you there on the day right like so they'll be like they'll dirt. they'll say it's fine but you know it's not fine yeah 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 i don't know my parents won't say it's fine they'll <laughs> disown me i'm kidding they love me do they right mom i guess that's I a no I, I i don't know why we pause she's she can't talk um but yeah, I I don't know. I, I get what you're saying, Alex, like splitting it up that way both of you get what you want. But I feel like you and your significant other probably want to spend time with each other too on the holidays. True. Is that is that correct? Yeah, although I mean so yeah. I, I've gotten in trouble for this before. Yeah. But I said uh, I can't remember if this was our, I can't remember if this was an anniversary or a birthday or a holiday, but I was saying like, we get to spend all the other days of the year together. So like, do we, re- yeah. you know, like what is one day of, yeah. it just happens to, to me that, to me that actual day does not really mean that much mm-hmm. to me. So yeah. You know, you. any anniversary or birthday, like you could just pick a day around there and, you know, it's basically the same thing. Yeah. I think we're going to shoot fireworks off 
on Friday instead of Sunday because that's when everybody can get together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sir, that's illegal. You know, I th I've heard that, but I don't I don't think it is. Well, I'm going to report you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about vacationing with families? Because, like, I mean, we had a lot of fun vacationing with her family. They're they're really nice people. We get along with them. Her brother Corbin, real cool guy. Um, so kind of hanging out with somebody closer to my age, you know, was fun. And um, her parents are real nice too. So, um, like, I don't have any. I mean, I enjoy vacationing with families. I think as long as there's some time to hang out with yourselves as well, you know. Yeah, so well, I think the first uh the first like big family trip we did with spouses was we took a road trip and we went to South Carolina. And so mm -hmm. it was my parents, and then me, Becky, Caleb, Abby, Trevor, Jenna, and then it was going to be our grandparents, but two of them uh, couldn't go at the last minute, and so it was only, it was two of our grandparents, and then we brought along Trevor's girlfriend at the time, Bryn, so we had, gosh, what is that then, is that 11, Caleb, was it 11? Yeah, it was 11. And so we had 11 in a 14-passenger van, and we, like, you know, squished in there and drove to South Carolina and, like, made some stops along the way. And I think that, I think it was a somewhat of a shock to the non-Pogue family members, because we're used to doing, like, the really long road trips. Like, we've done a couple of them before, so, like, you know, getting crammed into the, in there and like, you know, the, you have the always typical fight over who gets to sleep on the re, you know, the real bed as opposed to the pullout couch and that kind of thing. So we were all, yeah. we were all used to that. And like you sleep on the pullout couch, like one night when it's your turn and it's not the best, but you deal with it and it's okay. But like <laughs> at the end of the day, you like, you have a, you have a good time. You watch a lot of movies in the car and you have a good time. I think for the, for the other people, I think it was somewhat of a a shock, and that that's not really how they would describe a vacation. I think that was more much more of a trip than a vacation. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, I think everyone had a good time. But it's just like, you know, okay, I don't think we can really do these like Pogue style vacations anymore, where we load up in the car uh, yeah. and do that, and then it's like. Now it's like, you know, is it weird to, you know, share a bedroom with like two other people or like, you know, load, you know, six people in one, if it has two beds and a pullout couch, it's like, it's just not what people I think would describe as ideal, but like, I think, you know, it was, it was fine and it was a good trip, but I think it was just a, a learning opportunity for what vacations need would be ideal going forward sure i think communication is probably key because everybody's got a different idea what they want the uh, vacation to look like uh, i don't mind driving places um i hate flying i'll fly like i don't, it's, I don't i'm not scared of flying or anything like that i just it, it just always feels like a hassle to me um but i don't mind driving that much hmm. uh we listen to like true crime podcasts for like the whole drive down which is just 
a lot of fun and interesting, you know, making fun of these, you know, dumb people that do the dumbest things and get caught. Um, but uh, no, I, I definitely think you've got to communicate and make sure everybody knows kind of what the trip is going to look like. Otherwise, folks are going to have the wrong expectations, I think. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the expectations are pretty clear. Like, but at, you know, at the end of the day, you're sitting in a car for like yeah. eight hours a day or more. If you're a guy, you're going to pee in a Gatorade bottle <laughs> so we don't have to stop. That's the expectation. Uh, I almost filled that bad boy up, though. It was close. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, well, I like, I was like, I got to go. There's still a little Gatorade left. So I chugged the Gatorade and, you know, did my thing. And we, we, you know, it saved us time because we didn't have to stop for two were minutes you, at were a gas you, station. Were you driving? No, not at that time. Okay. I know I would have been more manly if I was. <laughs> I think I could, though. I think I could successfully pee in the bottle while driving. What about the manual? Well, if you're on the highway, it's all good. Now, if you're just saying, oh, yeah, shooting, true shifting gears like starting in first and you got a p wall up shifting all the way to fifth gear there might be some leakage <laughs> but yeah i don't know i want to um, i think joe should try it i'm willing to you know i just I, I, I'll, I'll take the challenge on i'll put like a plastic bag down first like over the seat or something <laughs> So we uh we were listening to the, the one of these true crime podcasts, and it is crazy what these what people will do. Like just the the weirdest stuff. So like, I'll just I'll give you one real quick, okay? Uh, true story. There's a lady who's in her forties, and she's not working anymore, but she wants to interact with the community, and so she starts a humane dog uh humane dog service at the local prison, okay? So it's to help inmates interact with dogs, to help the inmates and to help the dogs. And so she takes dogs to the prison every week, right? And this lady's married with kids and she's like 48, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the lady um, doesn't come home one night and a prisoner has escaped. And so they think, oh gosh, this guy somehow kidnapped her and is holding her hostages on the run. But they investigated, right? And they found that she emptied out her bank accounts and her husband's retirement account, which is suspicious. She then had gone, and this is before the, the kidnapping. She, she then went to um, like Walmart and bought a bunch of men's clothing that were not the right size for her husband, okay? Okay. Which is a little, and you're like, well, that's, that could be anything, you know, maybe gifts for somebody, I don't know. Um, and then she bought a car under a false name, and I know, hey, yeah, that could be explained away, you know, maybe she just forgot her name or something, who who knows, you know, who knows what, and then she, like, put a deposit down on, like, a cabin in the middle of nowhere under a false name as well, like, a few states over. How are they so, finding all this, is that, like, after the fact, or are they, mm-hmm. okay. yeah, this is after she disappeared. Okay. And so she'd been disappeared. She disappeared and they had a mineral finder for like a week or so. And they start finding all this stuff out. Right. And the husband had no idea. And the kids had no idea um, that she had done this. So they're like, man, maybe she was in on it. Right. It just doesn't make any sense. 
Um, and so they finally like catch them because um, she put down the cabin's address when she bought the car. Mm. And so they so they were heading out there and just happened to see them pulling out of uh, like a Walmart in the area and uh, chased them down. And there was a big chase and they uh, they caught him. And they interviewed the lady, you know, and they're like, what are you doing? And she's like, well, I fell in love with him in prison because he was so nice to me. This guy was in prison for murder, okay? He was 25, 26, and she was 48, right? Um, and so she snuck him out of prison by putting him in a cardboard box, putting the cardboard box in a dog kennel, and then having some of the inmates help lift it into, like, the back of her vehicle. Mm-hmm. So basically, like, a false, false you know, back to the dog kennel, you know, is how she got him out and they got caught and everything. Um, and she had to serve time of course. And he's in there for life sentence because he killed somebody. So they just added time to his life sentence. Um, but yeah, just insane stuff that you just wouldn't ever think somebody would do. Like, why would she throw away her whole life for something like that? (laughs) But she did because she's crazy. (sighs) Well, I guess moral of the story is don't let your wife go to the prison with dogs. Yeah. She's going to meet somebody there. I wonder how, it seems like that's a pretty popular thing of like communicating with prisoners and they fall in love. Yeah, like people that write like criminals in jail that they, they don't even know. Yeah, like yeah, like pen pals or whatever. I don't know why. Yeah. I what think it, that it's I don't know. What is this uh what was that series called? Uh shoot, I'd have to ask Cadence. Let me try to find it real quick. just like true crime daily the podcast Hmm. so the lady that does it like um she tells the story of it and then has on an expert each episode like a defense attorney or a police officer or a journalist that like either worked that case specifically or has worked similar cases and they just explain like kind of stuff along the way which i i like i think it's interesting but there was a there was a lawyer, a defense attorney, right, a public defender, and she was assigned to defend a guy who was being accused of domestic abuse of his current girlfriend, right? And she fell in love with him, the guy she was defending for domestic abuse, and they decided that they were going to hire uh, a hitman to murder his ex-girlfriend or ex-wife. That way, the domestic abuse uh, charge would go away. Hmm. That yeah. sounds pretty reasonable to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I just don't understand, like, the, the, the thought process behind, especially, like, a lawyer who knows yeah. kind of the law and, like, how unlikely it is that they're going to get away with something like that. Well, see, yeah. here's your issue, Joe. You're, you're thinking too much with logic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to murder this lady that's accusing you of, like, beating her up. I hope, I wonder where they're going to look. What suspects are they going to have? Yeah, what, how, yeah, how, that's a dumb attorney. Yeah, yeah, just the dumbest. Don't always listen to your lawyer, I guess. 
<laughs> I guess one of her plans was to uh, plant drugs on that lady as well, and then call the police to tip them off to like discredit her. And so they went out and bought what they thought was cocaine and planted it underneath her deck, and then like called like an anonymous tip uh, to the police. But it wasn't even cocaine. It was they said it was powdered sugar. <laughs> so like that was the first thing they did, and that didn't work. Obviously, they admitted to it after they got caught, I guess. But like so, then their next plan was, well, I guess we just got to kill her. <laughs> like that's the escalation. <laughs> My question is, do you? How do you go from being like a like a lawyer, you know, a pretty normal person to that? Like, I feel like. She probably did some some pretty dumb, crazy stuff before all this. We just don't know about it because I feel like you just don't get you just don't wake up one day and be like, yep, gonna try to kill this guy's ex girlfriend. It just doesn't make any sense. People are crazy. I my, suppose my goal is to not end up on a serial podcast. Or true crime podcast. That's a good goal. Stay out of trouble. Or just be good enough to not get caught. That's another good goal. <laughs> they always think they're good enough not to get caught, though. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> so, um, back to amusement parks. I um, watched this, like, docu-series on YouTube. I've been watching these, like, short little snippets of history bits about different places. Um, and have you guys heard of the um, the American Dream Mall? in? Uh, I think it's in New Jersey, technically, but right outside of New York City. It no. is one of the biggest um, shopping centers in the world. Um, and the history behind it is kind of crazy for how long it's taken for it to like open up. So the, back in 1996... Um, this development corporation said that they wanted to build a 2.1 million square foot mall in the middle of these like marshlands in New Jersey, which is like by the um, it was at the time the Jets football stadium, which you know there wasn't much else out there. And so when they said that, all the um, environmentalist people went crazy and said, "No, you can't do that. You know that's going to ruin all this land." So they said, "Okay, you know they trashed the idea." And then six years later, the New Jersey Sports uh, like Institute or whatever um, said that they were going to try to build like some kind of event s space next to their concert or not not next to the concert next to the football stadium. And so they that same group, the Mills Group, said, "Oh, that can be us. You know, we can go and um, make the space because we wanted to do that." So they proposed um, a 14-story mall. It was going to be about 500,000 square feet. And then it would also have like a hotel, um, concert venues, sports venues, and stuff like that all inside this one mall. Um, and I think they pitched like $160 million, something like that. And so they their offer was then accepted. And um, they named it like the, the Mills Mall or something like that, some weird name. And then in... Um, 2004 they finally gr broke ground so you know the original project was going to start in 1996 now it's 2004 um, and they decided to add an f1 formula like a formula one racing track in the inside of the mall so now the cost is going to be two billion dollars for the one mall 
Um, they start working on it, but then they keeps getting pushed back. Um, in 2006, the company that would like the mills company went bankrupt. And so like the construction stopped. And so then they had to wait for more investors. So finally this other group, um, came in and said that they were going to do it, um, with a new completion date of 2008. But then in 2007, the, the new stadium out there, the MetLife stadium, which is where the jets and the giant giants both play, um, they open up their new stadium, which is then going to cause issue for parking and stuff. And so they said, well, now we don't know what to do. So they stopped construction on the mall again. So now it's been um, like 11 years since the original like supposed start date. And then um, in 2009 or 2008, we had the the market crash and the recession. And so all the construction stopped again. And they... They had to wait for more uh, capital to come in. And then that company, the Colony Capital, went bankrupt. So that's the second company trying to open this mall that went bankrupt. And the new company came in then in 2009, I think it was. And it's the five, like the Triple C company, which is the company who owns Mall of America, which is the other big mall in North America. And they... Um, they said that they're going to invest another $1 billion. So now they're at like $3 billion or $4 billion into the mall. And they said they're going to also add on an amusement park and a, an indoor uh, water park to the, the place. And so everyone said, okay, fine, that's, that's okay. And um, they're like, we're going to surely we'll open it before the Super Bowl in 2014. So then they wait for 2014 to come and they keep getting all these like, uh, tax bonds and bailouts because you know it's going to create so many jobs but then it kept getting delayed and delayed and then the triple five company or whatever that new company is called um came out that they were in like seven billion or eight billion dollars of debt and so now they weren't sure how they're going to get all the funding to finish it so then they kept um like pushing it back and pushing it back and in 2016 they finally finished the um the theme park no, no, they didn't finish it yet. In 2016, they that's when they announced their new theme park and their new um, water, you know, water park or whatever. And um, they then um, said the new open date was going to be March of 2020. And so they kept building it, and they add they added on seven more, seven hundred more million dollars of stuff. Um, they finished their indoor ski hill and everything, and their big, huge outdoor um, Ferris wheel. And they keep pushing the, the open date back. And finally, it's almost ready to start. And they're going to do a soft opening in March of 2020. And three days before their new opening, COVID happened. It all shut down. So it still hasn't really opened until just now. It's just now opened up for people. And the uh, indoor amusement park costs uh, $25 for parking and at least $70 for a ticket. And the indoor uh, water, same for parking and then at least $100 for a ticket. And it still isn't fully open. So it's been going on since 1996, and it still isn't fully opened. That's crazy. <laughs> so they spent, and they've spent at least $5 billion on it now. What's it called? It's called the Great America. It's the, um, the American Dream Mall. You can look do it they, up. It's, it's really ugly, too. Do they have, like, a Chick-fil-A there, at least? Um, probably not, because it's in New Jersey. 
like how they like couldn't finish it and the companies didn't have any money but then people just like were like let's add more to it yeah yeah <laughs> so you can go there if you want to go go skiing indoors they have an indoor skiing slope i just feel like that does not sound all that exciting to me though i mean have you been to mall of america no i don't think so yeah i mean it's it's worth just walking around but it's not like this you know perfect thing yeah I don't know. I guess like if I was on vacation in New Jersey, like for a week or a couple of weeks, like, okay, I'll, I'll take a day to go there. But I don't know. It just seems very, a little bit much for me, I guess. It, yeah. I don't know that it's definitely something you have to do. Yeah. But that's interesting though. It's definitely a really good, like short video to watch. I think it was yeah. like 15 Who kept, or like, minutes. Who was the guy who kept selling it to people? He's like, no, 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 trust me, it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, Chris Christie. No, really. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, he's he's pretty big in it, I think. That's kind of funny. <laughs> well, I guess if he kept promising people tax breaks and stuff, like. Yeah. So I can't remember yeah. how much the tax breaks they ended up getting, but it was like tens or hundreds of millions of dollars for yeah. tax breaks and stuff. I feel like that's just that's so dumb. What's so like, dumb? I, I kinda, like all the tax breaks for something that was basically a failure. And they said that like even though it's a brand new mall this year, you can already see rust and like breakdown in the parking structures because they've been built for the last twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. But it has six point two million square feet. To me that just seems like such a huge risk to undertake. Yeah. It's also funny how like it started whatever in like 96. Yeah, and, like, 96. I guess when malls were a thing <laughs> and then by the time it's finished it might as well just like, turn it into a huge Amazon distribution nope. center now. Yeah. Yeah. Let's build yeah. one in Topeka. A giant mall. We yeah, have I mean, a mall but nobody goes to it. Even like in 2008, with the crash, they said that their mall was like 60% was uh, leased. So like they had not, they hadn't even sold all the stores, and that's when like we started to see the down, like the decline in um, like store purchasing rather than online. All right. Well, you know, best of luck to them, though. You hope, hopefully, it'll create a lot of jobs for them, and they'll have some success. They'll bring in some tourism just because people want to go see it, you know. But that's gonna be their main thing. It's not like you're gonna live there and just like go there every day. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way I'd ever go shopping there. Yeah, it's just exhausting, you know. I, like if I lived there, I would maybe go. I don't know. Once a year, maybe. The one the, the one thing that they did say, the Triple Five group, um, they had to put up, they had to leverage their other two mega malls as leverage. Like, um, whatever that word is, I can't think of the word right now. Collateral. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, they, they had to put up their other two mega malls, so the Mall of America and then the one up in Canada is collateral. So if it fails, then they're going to lose all their stuff. Well... Well, we better go there and support them so they don't fail. 
Yeah, well, they have a water park, Joe, so. I mean, I'll go, I'll, I'll do the water park. I mean, like, yeah, a hundred bucks. That's kind of steep, but I'll do it once. I hear they've got some really nice three-year-old Nissan Altimas ready to be sold up there, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I I am, I, I'm a simple man. I like new cars and water parks. I like almost <laughs> new cars and water parks. <laughs> All right, boys. I, I I'm gonna head to bed. I worked today and I'm tired, but it was fun to actually get to talk to you guys again. Yeah, Joe. Thanks for being here. Sorry for how inconsistent I've been. You know, and, and I'm sorry. I have no excuse. I've got nothing else going on, so it's my fault. <laughs> it is your fault. Okay. Bye. All right.